To Punchbowl Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 114, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays. We reach into the mailbag and answer a question, and then we draft. You're just going to have to wait till we get to the draft to find out where we're going to draft. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. <laughs> I'm Richie. Partly, I forget. What were we drafting? <laughs> I got worried that something switched, and no, I know, and we didn't. It was, it was oh, a private text message right. between me and Clef. So. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, yeah. All right. So, all right. All right. So, big topic. Uh, who do the Huskers hire as their new head coach? I, any... A corpse would have been better than what you had, so it doesn't really matter. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, there's some Urban Meyer talk out there. No, that's bad. <laughs> that's no, ridiculous. Bad. That would no. be ridiculous. I, yeah, but I the Huskers, they like to think big. And of course I, they do, because they like to think that I don't they're think still go that big. Route. No. Yeah. No. I, they just I, need an established low key guy. Like, I mean Chad was saying earlier, I don't mind Mickey Joseph. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. he I think he uh I think he 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 could be a good candidate for he them. He could be so. unless he gets beat by a hundred. This weekend, that's <laughs> well. That ain't going to be his fault. That's because the defense is absolutely terrible. Yeah, that's true. And that's the last football talk we'll have. Let's okay. move on. Yeah, sounds good because right, we good. don't have to talk about mine. So, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to. You know what I want to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk about Age of Steam. All right, because we got Age coming Steam up. Con coming up. That is Quickly. super exciting. Yeah, and I mean, it's good news. A little yeah. bit of a little bit of bad news. We're we're gonna we're gonna take a vacation. Oh yeah! Oh, Richie. Oh yeah! yeah, tell yeah. You. We're going to take a little vacation, oh, so we are not going to have an episode. The following episode, we're going to. It's going to be two weeks later than it normally is. So we're right. just, we're going to take a little break while we're down in Age of Steam Con. You know, give Richie a little bit of a rest, hey, a little you know, hiatus, a little yeah, hiatus. You know, you know? But, uh, yeah. Good news. I'm going to be there yeah. Thursday now. Ooh, my parents are coming oh, in for my birthday. Nice. And I, I convinced them to stay. Couple nice. extra days to watch the kids. All right, oh, all right. Here we go. Be there. So we're that right is there. exciting. All right. Oh man, I cannot wait. I can't wait to play some major steam. Can't wait to see some uh, great of our great punch bunch. I mean, Tim yeah. will be there. Jason will be there. You know, obviously we got the whole Omaha contingent. Oh, Tom is going to be there. Yeah. Oh, Tom's um, coming down. Nice. Tom's coming down, and then um, Dan, uh, I think from the Cincinnati. You know, he's going to be there. So oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. I'm super excited to to get to see everybody and. Play some Age of Steam. Maybe we'll, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll sneak in a game of, uh, you know, Food 1848. Chain or uh, <laughs> Tramways. Yeah. Or 1848. Or, both great. Or, There's going to be 18XX players there. So. I know, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm rooting and for Brockman's you. Brockman's coming. Oh, yeah. So. oh yeah. yeah. Brockman's coming. Yeah, yeah you, you guys will get, get one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I know. I'm ready. Uh, you know, and I don't even, uh, so yeah, keep, keep in mind, uh, punch punchers. It'll be two weeks later, but I don't even, I don't even feel bad about that because, uh, you know, the podcast landscape is, uh, changing. I mean, Dukes, what, Dukes of Dice yeah. retired their microphones just, uh, oh, did they? yeah, oh. just a few weeks ago, they did their last one and, and game brain, uh, they've been gone all summer long and they said that they're going to make changes. Or j they're just going to play what they want to play. And sometimes they'll miss an episode here and there. And sometimes they'll just do what they, 
it's kind of for so, the health so of the... So what you're saying is we're pretty consistent. Yeah, I would yeah. say, I would say we're, <laughs> we're doing pretty good. So. All right. So, all right. So we decided, of course, last week then, we better play some Mage of Steam to get ready yep. for this, right? Yep. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we played a game, and it was fairly... Uh, it wasn't fairly, a great map. It wasn't a great map, and it was it was kind of, yeah, and it was a kind of a... Not an exciting game. So we, we finished it pretty fast and we said, hey, let's play another game, right? Well, that, so yeah. that, that map was interesting because it, it was a no hex map, right? Yeah. Um, I, and I'm not sure. I've, I've seen it called 51st State and then I've just seen it called I think it's Northern 51st America. State on BGG. Yeah. So, um, but it was hexless, but it was a little weird because as, as soon as you kind of got hooked up to a few places, now granted, I mean, I didn't get hooked up at all and I screwed it all up, but Chad kind of caught onto it really quick. And realize that you could just hop from airport to airport and you got your links up fast enough. And it was like, you could just do sixes all day long. And it yeah. was just not very fun. And just, uh, I, I don't know. I think I flipped the map at the end of the game, didn't I? I mean, I was just yeah, like, you were like <laughs> boo. pretty much. <laughs> well, Cause you were pretty far behind at the end. I <laughs> yeah, think so. uh, There's a couple of yeah. times where he kept saying, he's like, you know, at sometimes when I'm playing Age of Steam, we just ended in the fourth round. I think he couched it as, hey guys, here's a new thing I've started doing. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so yeah, but now let's make fun of you guys here for a moment. Right? <laughs> so then we decided to play another Age of Steam map, and Pacific Electric is one of my favorite maps. And, just a recent one that they uh, came out yeah, with. Yeah, just yeah, came last out con. actually at last Age of Steam con. And I've heard Richie nothing had, but good things. Yeah, Richie hadn't gotten to play it yet. And Chad had obviously had not gotten to play it. And so it was me and Chad and Richie and Brockman. Uh, and we, I, I started off by emphasizing, hey, you got to, everybody has to come out of LA to start with, with your first build. And it's really bad to go last. Like it, it can be really detrimental if you go last in a four player game because the, you know, the best routes are usually kind of taken up, right? Well, Chad and Richie really took that to heart. So when we got to the shares, Chad they each... Did. Okay. Chad's the one who started this. That's all I'm uh, going to say. How did... Okay, Chad did start it. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I was the first. I was first player, so I, I had to make a, you know, well, I had to make a bid, and I didn't want to... They both took three shares, okay? Yep. And... Uh, I think, actually, Brockman took four shares. I mean, I think he was... Really yeah, Brockman he was, because he was shares. sitting okay. Yeah. Um, and... Chad is first to bid, right? And Chad all of a sudden looks his money and he puts out seven dollars. <laughs> and I like looked and went, "What the heck?" <laughs> but then I didn't even have time to like really like sink it in before Richie goes ten dollars. <laughs> Brockman and I looked at each other like, "What the heck just happened?" <laughs> Chad came back with eleven dollars after that. Did he you? won the bid with eleven dollars. Did I? No, no, because you yeah. went. I don't you took think so. Loco. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, oh. not Loco, but you took yeah. whatever the, well, that's that's right. the thing was. That's good. Well, then Mason making fun of you for paying seven to go second. Yeah. It's not quite as yeah. bad. But you took you paid ten <laughs> to, paid go, ten second. to go second. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so right. needless to say, this map you don't have a Loco to start with. You have to build a uh, generator or a power plant or whatever it is, and it costs five dollars to do. And you have to skip one of your deliver. Yeah, deliver uh, goods, goods phase. Good. Yeah. So let's just uh, let's just imagine that all of a sudden, as both Richie and Chad had built track, and then they had paid this five dollars, Richie kind of looks over and goes, uh, "You know what? I'm going to go bankrupt." Yeah, <laughs> and, and he looks over at Chad and goes, "Chad, you're going bankrupt too." <laughs> they both went bankrupt in the first round. That was my my first 
My first time going bankrupt. Well, so that's when I said. That's when I said and outside of Detroit bankruptcy. Right, yes, right. yes, yes. And I think that's when uh, I looked at Regine and said, "You know, a thing that I like to sometimes do when I play this game." I was going to go bankrupt again. I don't think either one of them wanted to play. I think they were both like, I'm ready to go home. I was ready to play. I, 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 wasn't, was, ready I, was, to, I wasn't ready to reset the game. No, yeah, no I was no. done at that point. It was late. And then, of course, Brock and I look at each other and we're like, well, we're not just going to play these two, two players. players. <laughs> <laughs> it's all this but, uh, yeah, that's okay. So we'll, we'll get a little more practice in and then oh, we'll get a lot of practice in here in a couple of weeks. It'll Sounds awesome. good. So, yeah, I'm up for it. Okay, so Chad, tell me all about the Star Wars Marvel <laughs> card-driven. <laughs> I am. I am still. Uh, so my obsession is just. Uh, it's been with Marvel Champion lately, and uh, I I just play a lot of it solo before I go to bed, which is nice because it's just kind of like my downtime, little meditative. But I've been obsessed with this Miss Marvel deck. And if you know Miss Marvel, she's rubber. She can kind of like stretch her arms and get bigger and smaller. I thought she was the comedian. What? That's the marvelous. Oh, the marvelous Miss Maisel. <laughs> My bad. Close. Continue. <laughs> okay. So Good anyway, show. yeah, she can. Uh, her big thing with her deck, with her kit, is that she can recur events. So recur recursion is pretty powerful in games like this because you can just keep calling back stuff, basically. So uh, in this game where cards are also resources to play other cards, it can be huge to recur and exhaust your hero uh, just to get that event back. And so she's all about that. And so I've built a protection deck, which protection is kind of like blue in magic. It's kind of like control. So you kind of have to control. The, the games take longer because you're controlling what's happening, basically. But there's there's been a guy who really advocates for her. Everybody else has been like, no, she plays better with this or this aspect, but it's her pre-constructed deck as you buy it. And I have been trying to make it work against a specific villain uh, that is a little bit harder because he does a lot of scheming and 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 so you can not just lose your life, but you can have the, the scenario threat uh, raised too high, basically. Um, and it's very interesting because... Uh, it, it has a lot of setup to it. And so you really have to build up and, and work at it. But I have kind of found a little tweak to the deck that, uh, that I've, I've gotten it to work and, and like, and I don't know, it's just, it's it's a really interesting game to me. And, uh, it's, it's a nice, easy, uh, solo experience that takes no time. I've got this special, um, container, this new game genic, uh, container with trays in it that I've set it up in and I just pop it open and I pick out a, a card deck and I'm like, I'm going and it takes me not very long at all. Just going through it. So again, I, the, the reason I'm talking about it is because on our Slack, people were like, you know, I've kind of wanted to get into that. And how do you feel about it? And it's not a game you need to buy everything for. You can just get a hero or, or two, a couple decks that you're interested in and play that way. And everybody says that the pre-constructed decks aren't fun um, or are, I guess they usually say they aren't as powerful. Yes, they're not like crazy powerful like you can make, but you can easily get it out of the box and still have a good experience um, and uh, and play the hero that way. It's it's a great game. I don't remember. Have you taught Finn this? Uh, yeah, Finn likes it. Uh, nice. He doesn't. Now, sometimes the games go a little bit longer than he wants them to, you mm -hmm. know, uh, and I never play this game at more than two players just because it like a four player game is just way, way, way too long. But um, he he does like it because, you know, like he really loves Miss Marvel, Marvel, the comic book and the TV show. And, you know, 
her deck is all about setting up her her best friends to help her out to do certain things. Mm -hmm. It's really thematic. I mean, a lot of it feels that way. Like if you have a favorite Marvel superhero, they kind of play like that. Basically the other cool thing that is hard about her deck is she has to flip back and forth from her alter ego and her superhero persona almost every turn. And when you do that, it can, it can be really hard to manage your actions, but it, once you get it worked out, it, it looks pretty slick. So, why does she have to keep flipping back and forth? Because she needs help from her friends, her her persona, uh, her they call them persona, her friends, her uh, her buddies, and so she needs help from her brother and her, you know, they do certain things, and so she has to be over on her alter ego side to use them. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a good game. Uh, what have, what have you been playing, Richie? I finally did get in a new play. Jessica <laughs> Jessica said, "Hey, I'm awake. Oh, and you can put anything on the table." So I I dusted off my uh, shelf of shame. And I pulled out Summoner Wars uh, Master Set, the second edition. Wow. Uh, because Jamie in our Slack, he's been hyping that game up. I know he's been into a lot of the two-player yep. head-to-head games here lately. And in uh, Summoner Wars, uh, it's almost kind of like a magic-type game where you're going head-to-head against another player. You both have uh, your individual faction decks. And the way that it works is you do have a physical board. And there's no miniatures or anything like that. You're just playing with cards. But the way that it works is that on a turn, uh, you'll go through six phases. And the whole goal of the game is to kill the other player's summoner. So you both have a fairly powerful character that if you kill that character, you won the game. Like I said, you'll have the six phases. The first is you can summon summon, uh, cards out of your hand. And they all have different individual powers. But you have common units. You have champions. And then you have your summoner. Um, and it just depends on, I was the fallen kingdom, which was kind of like a undead zombie type, uh, faction. So a lot of my characters, like I could get them out of the deck. That's what my summoner's main power was that I could take, he could take damage and then I could just get characters out of the deck and, uh, place them adjacent to him. Uh, but then some of the, like my other common units that they killed one of Jessica's units, they would, I'd be able to take one out of the, my discard pile and just put it out there as if, you know, they had been changed. Uh, Jessica's faction was more, a little bit more aggressive and, uh, they have a, like a boost system in there. Uh, so that, that was like her whole thing was boosting, you know, using, uh, some of her common, uh, characters or her champions to boost her cards. And then like she had this rhino that was annoying, c- could trample through a bunch of my, like there was one point and I, was, I thought I was doing good. I lost horribly. <laughs> I thought I was doing good. I had just a, just an army of undead out there. And Jessica, in one turn, wiped out five of my cards. And I was just down to my summoner and, like, one other common unit. And then I lost, like, two turns later. Uh, But it's a solid little two-player game. I mean, it's not little. But it's a solid two-player game. They did a fantastic job on this uh, reprint uh, here. And I think they're releasing more and more factions. I've picked up a couple of them. Uh, The ones that we played with are just in the base game. Uh, But if you're into that, you know, that head-to-head magic-esque uh, card game. Uh, I, I think this is a fantastic choice. A little, probably a little bit lighter, a little bit easier to get into it, as well. So it was one of the first games that I picked up. Probably in the first ten board modern board games that I picked up nice. was the the Summoner Wars. It's a, it's a basically like a tactical miniatures game on cards. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So do you know? Does does it have the same factions that came in the first edition? I don't know. I believe some of them are at least, if I remember correctly from the comparison reviews that I saw, at least some of them are the, you know, the original factions that they've brought over. Uh, I don't know about the, like the new ones that they're have been releasing. 
but they're on some type of schedule. I think they're releasing like two at a time. I think there's like six additional factions that you can buy like right now, in addition to the six that came with the game. So, yeah, Plaid Hat was my jam when I first first got got into board games. So uh, yeah, that's now. Did Jessica like it? She did. She enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, solid. A solid game. She she enjoyed you know beating yeah, she beat trampling him, so him. she won yeah, yeah. <laughs> very annoying. <laughs> well, Clef, you always get new plays in. You got to have something. Well, I do. I actually um, a new game that just came out at Gen Con from Mr. Uwe Rosenberg. Oh, I thought Ooh. you were going to say yeah. the USPS game. Have you still oh. not played that game? Oh, I have too. I have played, oh, that, one played too. that Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. a little short thing about that at the end. Yeah. That? Okay. All right. Well, real quick, the game I'm going to talk about first is Framework. Okay. All right. Um. And this, when I first heard about this game, I heard it was a little bit more of a, I don't want to say complicated, but more of a up, you know, an uptick from uh, patchwork. And I love patchwork. So I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, So what this game is, is here, here are the components in the game. You have about, I don't know, 200 tiles. Okay. A bag to put all these tiles in. And then you have, um, each, you have four colors that each have like 30 or something of these little cylinders. Okay. So that's it. That's the entire components. And all you do, like the setup for this game is like one of the best setups I've ever seen. There is no setup. You literally just hand somebody their color and then whoever first player is, they pull out, uh, the number of tiles plus one for however many players there are. So in a three player game, you pull out four tiles. If you're the first player, you take a tile. You put it into your display. The next player takes a tile and so on until then the first player is going to then get a second tile of whatever's left out there. Then you pass the bag. The next person, they pull out four tiles. They take one and it just continues along like that. And on these tiles, there's either one of two things. There's either some different colored borders on them, like either green or orange or brown or whatever. Some have multiple. They might have two colors and some even have three colors in the tile. And then the other thing that are on the tile are what are called tasks. And these tasks will simply have like a, uh, it might have like a brown circle around it and say the number three. And what that means is, is that you have to have connected to that tile, three tiles that have a brown frame around them. And as long as there's no interruptions, it doesn't matter. I mean, it could go you know, orthogonally right and then orthogonally, you know, up and then, you know, orthogonally right, you know, it could be like a little S type of thing, but they're still all connected to that tile. And then all you do is you take one of your tokens and you place it on that little number and that shows you completed that task. The winner of the game is the first person to get rid of all their tokens. That's it. There's no victory points. There's a, I mean, the easiest setup you could ever imagine. The game is pretty simple. And then the scoring is about as simple as you can imagine because it's just the first person. If uh, the other way the game can end is if if all the tiles run out, then it's whoever has the least number. But I don't know how that would ever happen. I mean, it was our first game. We weren't even very good at it. And we still had tons of tiles left over when somebody had, had completed the task. So um, it's not better than Patchwork. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out right okay. away. I mean, Patchwork to me... I really like the puzzle and which tile you take and, you know, everything, how it works, and then the button, uh, you know, currency. This is just simple. This is literally you taking a tile and you're just, you know, and you have to you have to place it orthogonally adjacent to another tile that's in your display area. And you're just trying to figure out, okay, well, if I put this here, 
this will help complete this task, but that could block off this task, you know, so do maybe do I put it here? So you have some choices, but I mean, dirt simple, very quick. I mean, I think we played a three player game, our first one and probably half hour, maybe 45 minutes, you know, and then Missy and I played a two player game the other day and it was just lightning quick. I did mean, you ever play uh, so. Nova Luna? Cause it looks like it was a re-implementation of that. I did not play Nova okay. Luna. So that, no, I did not. So. I did hear something about that. That was very kind of alike with that, but you know, I mean, that sounds interesting cause you're, you're talking about, you know, the, the, the thing that it has on patchwork though, is that it, you know, it's more than two players. So it is more than two players and it worked well, you know, at three. I mean, it, it's, it's snappy. I mean, it's, I mean, you don't even really, you could eat, not even pass the bag around. You could literally just kind of pass the, you know, a chip around to say who's the first player. And then just mm. somebody could be just the whole time, just throwing out the things and just boom, snappy, snappy. Sounds like a good gateway game too. Uh, I would definitely say it's a very good gateway game. Um, you know, I, I would say right now, I'm glad I borrowed it. Uh, thank you, Michelle, for uh, being so generous. I know uh, uh, the funny thing is, is I went over to her house on Friday night. Cause my wife went out with her and I went and uh, I happened to see it. And I said, Oh, Hey, can I borrow that? And she goes, Joe Farrell just brought the game back to me today. <laughs> he could have brought it to your house. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but she's always yeah, very generous. She is very generous uh, with her games, but yeah. So, uh, but uh, I would say if you like that simple type of game, I mean, I think this'd be a great family weight game. And like I said, it, quick i mean it was super quick and and you know so there you go that is framework and just for richie let's talk a little bit about the u i want to hear it mail delivery service so first no, of all that, to, it is called great american mail race, race. there, there you, go. you go so um it is uh not a race because you really just uh the way the game ends is you go through these transport cards and as soon as that ends, then the game is over and then you do victory points. But I got to play this uh, three player with Jeff and then I got to play it with uh, good old Corey Acklin. I haven't got to play it with Dan yet, but Corey, of <laughs> course, great mail uh, deliverer. And so um, I feel like that was kind of, you know, he should have an unfair advantage, you know, over us. Because, right. Yeah. yeah. But um, you basically just have four different colored cubes and they start in different areas of the, of the country. And then everybody has a mail truck. And then you have these different transportation cards and one, and then there's all kind of different uh, like routes on the board. So there might be like dotted lines and only like mules or, or uh, pony express can go on those. You have roads. So only uh, a bike or like a, you know, a car can go on those. Uh, you'd have ships that can go from water spot to water spot. So they're like bigger things. You can get them to airplanes. You can actually have rockets. There's a rocket card. That's a transport in the game. So it obviously just kind of ramps up. But these transports have certain like move two spaces or move a space, you know, type of thing. And to get a cube, you have to land in the spot to get it. And to get it delivered to the spot, you have to stop to get it. And so all it really is, is you're just, you know, you'll get a destination and then you'll have to go to it. But you'll find this actually interesting, Richie. You can steal people's cubes off of their Ooh, truck. Okay. So that was more interesting to us than what we thought. So like if you got too close to somebody, they could come by and it, it, they say it's helping out the other person, but it's actually like stealing their cube. <laughs> so there was a couple of times somebody stole my cube and I'm like, Hey, I'm ready to deliver that. And then they would take it and they would deliver it. So it had more interaction than what I thought. I'm going to say this. I liked it a lot better than I thought I would. 
That's uh, cool. I actually feel like it's got two or three plays in it. Okay. Plus, it has this cool stamp. I'm going to say the like, production looks very nice. Yeah, yeah, you get this stamp thing that you have to stamp the pad or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it was fun. It was just silly That's or great. whatever type of thing. But, yeah, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised that it was as good of game as it was. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there you go. Do you get a look? I mean, is that the stamp? The yep, that looks like yeah. a post. Yeah, yeah box. It flips okay. over when yeah. you stamp it, right? You, like you it put, spins around. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like a cha-ching type yep. of one. Yeah, and oh, it, very uh, cool. Yeah, you had ink in it. Uh, Corey put the ink in it. Got ink all over his hands. I didn't get anything. <laughs> it was pretty nice. <laughs> uh, That's great. All right. Well, uh, Richie, do we have a mailbag question? I think we do. All right. Oh my god, this thing's got to be dusty. I mean, <laughs> cobwebs and. <laughs> All right, fellas, we got a question from Ryan Espen from Tabletop Express. Uh, he wants to know what designers to deserve to be on the Mount Rushmore of board games. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Canizia. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We each should get one. We each should get one, I think. Or I'm taking Canizia. Okay. okay, well, make your case. I mean, I think it's a pretty standard one, but make your case anyway, right? I mean, the guy is, is a genius. I mean, yes, he has some crappy games, but... He's, but, I mean, he, he puts out a lot. Yeah. He does so put out a lot. But he's I prolific. Mean, it's, a, it's a numbers game. For it him. is a numbers yeah. game, but, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, he has made some of the best games in, you know, the history of gaming. And, I mean, how many games has he put out? Yeah. A ton. Too many. Well, all right. <laughs> a ton. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I would throw Kenitsi out there. As a, for, I mean, I don't know if I would say 100%. But I definitely think he would, no, I think. Wear, you know, merit uh, being yeah. up there. So, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Martin Wallace just because yeah. I don't know what Chad's going to pick, and I don't <laughs> want him to steal my pick. Yeah, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I and mean, I can't argue with Martin Wallace. Uh, he was my favorite designer. So he uh, he yeah. was. I listened to him. I heard him on. Uh, I can't remember another podcast recently, and he was just basically saying like, and he. He, you know him, he will speak his mind if you've ever listened to him talk. And he was just like, yeah, you know, he was talking about playing uh, uh, the Dune deck builder game. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it Imperium, right? Yeah. Dune Imperium. Yeah. And so he was like, you know, I get it, but I see some of these games and I'm like, ooh, you just haven't learned enough yet. You know, like <laughs> basically he's like, you don't put like points, like victory points on a card where you just draw that and that's your victory points. He's like yeesh don't do that you know he's like made me <laughs> mad do i don't know if that's what he said you know he was just it was pretty right. funny and so he was just kind of talking about recent games that he played and like why the designs were not smart so <laughs> but i great. also like with him that i mean he goes in a lot of different genres yes. as well yeah for, he doesn't he doesn't do and not that there's anything wrong with this but rosenberg tends to iterate on one thing yeah or one or two things over and over sort of so yeah, that is interesting. I think I would put Sid Sachs in there. I feel like whether you, whether yeah. you still play his games or not, he uh, modern game design definitely owes a debt to him. I mean, acquire and you're the boss, and there's I, was about I mean, to pick up. Uh, he's can't stop too, right? Yeah, can't yeah, stop. I was, yeah, I was about to pick that up the other day. Yeah, so big, big, uh, you know, kind of famous designs, and then I don't know. Does anybody have a fourth? A fourth. I mean, I mean, I would, I would throw out Fister. I mean, he certainly mm, is. No. He doesn't have the oeuvre yet. I feel like no. I would almost say he's he's close. He's, and just because he's a he's sort of a like, 
he's sort of in the pantheon. I know I might get some arguments, but Francis Tresham de- uh, designed Civilization and an 18xx series, both of which are pretty influential, I'd say, in modern board gaming. Yeah, he's not there either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew Richie wouldn't agree with me. I, I might say Garfield. Yeah, I oh give yeah, it to Garfield. yeah. I give it to Garfield. That's obviously fair. the hugest, yep. you know, card game. Yeah, he's getting in, in between and before King the other guy that he just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just wants to be <laughs> busy. Garfield would, yeah, would certainly be on there. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. pick. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, thanks for the question, so, Ryan. So, what yeah. do we come up with? Martin Wallace, mm-hmm. Reiner Knizia, Sid Saxon, Sid Saxon, and Richard Garfield. And Richard Garfield. So there we go. That's a pretty good amount. Yeah, solid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it counts. I mean. I suppose if I could only play those guys' games for the rest of my life, I mean, I'd have some good games to play. I'd be fine with that. We got a, do we have a crowdfunding corner? We do have a crowdfunding corner. And this time, guys, we've gotten to play the game. Yes, we have. So the game that we're going to be talking about today is called Pampero. And it is from Julian Pumpo uh, with art from Ian O'Toole. And it's from Ape Games. This is a, uh, well, first of all, Julian, if people don't know, he does a lot of developing for somebody we might have heard of, Vital Lacerda's games. So this one is very much like a Lacerda. Yeah, even the uh, prototype that we got, it feels a lot like uh, an Eagle Griffin Vitala sort yes. of game. Yeah. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought it was. It also felt a little bit yeah. like uh, Coffee Traders with like the different areas oh. where you're going to... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to give a very quick rules explanation of the game here, and then uh, we'll, we'll move on and just talk about the game. But basically, this is a kind of a card-driven game where you have a a board where you'll take cards from your hand and you start off, you know, everybody starts off with the same deck and you're going to be placing them down and they have different areas, A, B, and C. And as you play the card, there's going to be a cost associated with that card for doing an action in a certain area. And then if you do win power, and this is all about power, I guess I should have kind of said, it's about uh, kind of wind power, getting like the clean energy, but then you've also got, uh, you know, electrical power, to, you know, to obviously make, you know, the, the electricity flow. So you're kind of balancing in this game because you want to put out wind power because it gives you this energy that you need to kind of make your, your engine kind of go, but yet it doesn't do anything else for you. I mean, the, the cards don't do it that that's all that does is put out that wind energy, but the electrical ones are the ones that are going to get you like your bonus tokens and, and then start to be able to, where you can put uh, other stuff into the, to the area or take these tokens from the area. So it's a very good give and take in that. And obviously the better areas are the B's and the C's, but they, uh, they take more money to play. Um, so that's, I th- that's kind of an interesting way of how that works. So anyways, you're playing cards and then you take three actions each round, and then each uh, at the end of a round, you get to pick up one of your cards, but one of the actions can be you can pick up all your cards. And then you're just kind of trying to put your stuff out, and then you're trying to pull tokens to the, the, like get your points, and you know then you're trying to develop the kind of you have a, that, that extra board, which is so beautiful and has all those pieces and stuff in it. You're just trying to kind of develop that board, and obviously it's most victory points wins. So... 
I, I, that's a really rough overview of the rules. And obviously you can look at the Kickstarter and they'll have some, you know, more things if you're more interested, but yeah. Yeah. So the, the boards you're talking about, because you have two player boards, ostensibly, you have that track where you're playing the cards down to, and then you have this player board that is a dual layer board. So you have all these wood bits that go on there. I think if I remember right, the, the little wooden pieces, I think are generators that you're pulling off and um, trying to kind of create inroads for, and then you have income at the top of your board that you're trying to uh, be able to further along in different, in different areas, whether that's like residential or industrial, that sort of thing. Basically Um, I do like, a lot in this game that there is a central map. Obviously you're kind of trying to put out power on the map. It's almost like it, it doesn't feel quite as cutthroat as barrage, but it's, it's energy and you're like rushing out to certain spots to kind of get this power and, uh, and basically, you know, trying to build up your network yeah. that way. Okay. I see what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Cause you can kind of try to cut somebody off because if, if they don't get a generator into the, into an area, they have to use yours and then they actually have to pay you the money mm-hmm. if they want to go and grab, you know, things out of that area. So yeah. So it, it does have a little bit of a barrage feel. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, I, I caution saying that it is a ton like that, but it no, just has yeah. a little bit of that feel. And so I like having that map there because there's definitely some interaction that's involved. Yeah, absolutely. Real quick. And I mean, we're not, this is not, we're doing, not doing a full review or anything here. We're just going to try to hit on some of the normal things that we would, though, in a review. And, I mean, to start with, and this is obviously a prototype, but arts and components, I mean, out the roof. I mean, this thing is is loaded with wooden bits, and the cards are amazing. And uh, Silkscreen I mean, wind uh, windmills, basically. Yeah. yeah. You got, you know, two art. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's is. hard to go wrong. It's beautiful. I mean, one of the, the touches that I thought were just was amazing is on the map. It shows you on this little map of South America where Uruguay is. So that's really cool. And I mean, just, you know, because maybe some people, they're like, I don't know where that is. And now you kind of have an idea where it's at. I mean, it's lights out for the, I mean, did you guys have any other thoughts on that? Well, he even explains, at least I, th- I think it explains in the game manual basically kind of you know well down here to the south you know these this is more population dense so this is why if you get down here thematically you have more uh more ability to get to resources and create a bigger production chain and right and it was like yeah so you'd have some tourism down there as opposed to in the outer area where it was more the you know the rural area yeah so yeah um, yeah, well-designed, well, I mean, I think the map was well thought, thought out and everything about that was really cool. So, I mean, maybe we just kind of give some thoughts on the game is maybe the best thing that I can think of at this point. Um, well, so, so one of the other things that I liked with the gameplay, you talk about playing those cards down, you can pick up those cards too at any time, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that goes into your decision too. It's that sort of, you know, we've seen it in a number of games now, but that Concordia hand management stuff and deciding when to pick stuff up right. um, and how to do that. And, and basically kind of managing your cost, uh, benefit ratio with that yeah I, I that was i think probably my favorite part of the game because as you kept laying cards and you could lay cards either on the top side or the bottom side of your little player board and as you as you moved up the, the actions got cheaper and cheaper but obviously then you left your cards out on there that you know like oh well i really need to build a generator i really need to build a windmill and now you're like oh those cards are stuck because you're only going to get one card back at the at the end of a round and so it's almost like, when do you stop and say, okay, I'm going to pick it all up. 
but then, ooh, now everything is super expensive. And the way you win the game is the most money, I guess. I, I don't know. I, yep. I might have said victory points. It's just most money at the end of the game is how you win. Um, so, yeah, no, I would agree with you there. Reggie? The, the gameplay was very smooth. Uh, it's definitely a game that it seems like once you actually know it a little bit better, you can kind of really mess with the other players. I agree. I do think there can be a lot of good interaction in this game, especially once you would know, oh, I can see somebody's going for that. You know, oh, I'm going to stop them from that. So the other things, and in in my limited plays of this, the other things that I, the thing that I thought was really interesting too is you can get more cards, you know, more action cards as mm -hmm. well. And I feel yes. like getting those early on is really helpful. And so, kind of getting to those spots where you can do that is is yeah. a big deal. So here's what I will say: if you like Lacerda games, I am going to say right out, I think you're going to like this game. I will also say though, because I, I think. Um, Pombo helps streamline streamline some of his stuff mm -hmm. sometimes, and I, if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he has uh, he has been responsible for some of those um, some of those mechanisms that he has taken out. Like uh, the, there's the one from Lisboa, the market yeah. mechanism that he has done just on that to just focus on that, mm -hmm. uh, and so. I think that this feels a little bit more streamlined and like Richie said, even smoother than mm -hmm. uh, a Lacerda game might be, but still there is the, uh, there's the crunchiness with the thematic aspect along with it. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think if I would check this out on Kickstarter, if you're a big Lacerda fan or you're a big Euro fan and I, you know, I think this kind of almost could even kind of be right down the line where it's going to give you a little bit of interaction for the people who like interaction yet. It's also going to be for the people who just like a nice puzzle. I think it's got just a nice puzzle with it. I think it's kind of runs right down that line. I think there's going to be a solid game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, um, October is when I've heard that it is supposed to be coming out, but I don't know if there's an exact date yet for when the Kickstarter is coming out. We will definitely report back once we know that Kickstarter is live and let you know for sure uh, to go check it out. But uh, yeah, so so that is Pompero from Ape Games. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with everybody. We. We needed some help with some draft topics. Yeah. We, we kind of started running out of draft topics. And so uh, we threw it out to our amazing Punch Bunch Patreons and said, help, give us some draft topics. And I, I offered up a very big prize. They would get their name mentioned on the air that we picked their draft topic. Nice. That's pretty big. That's nice. awesome. Uh, and so there were some, I mean, we had some great uh, ideas. A lot of people gave us some great ideas. A lot of people responded, which I really thank everybody for doing that. And some of those draft topics we may use in the future. Uh, but this time, of course, we had to pick one. And so we went with Salvi de Popolo. Okay. And he said, hey, what about ugly games? Yeah. So yeah. we said, let's do ugly games. Let's and then choose we our didn't, We didn't say anything else. We didn't say what criteria this you had to have i would assume best so, ugly games well i'm yes i'm assuming that but we didn't really but not we, necessarily we, didn't, yep. we really didn't we just said ugly yeah, games. we just said ugly games and now, i don't know why you got three dice so well i just didn't know if clef knew who won or lost yet i, I, I pulled up the okay. oh for the, the uh for yep. the last draft yep okay uh chad you're bringing up the rear buddy i figured with uh 20.5 percent of the vote 
I came in second with 35.9% of the vote, and then uh, Clef pulling away with 43.6% of the vote. Uh, and I thought yeah. Biblios would take him. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> hey, you could draft that for this list. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could. It would be a much better pick. I thought about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that means uh, Richie and I are rolling. I have not won a die roll in. Well, <laughs> you. Uh, hey, Richie has rolled a I one. rolled a one, so. Woo! Just by a little. Barely. Clef <laughs> got a three. Hey, hey, look at there. It's like a Nebraska score, but, uh, you know, hey, I actually won. So it's maybe it's more like an Iowa so, score, really. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, that's like five more points than that. <laughs> that's <is> true. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? Chad's going to start. Richie, you got second pick, and I'm coming up the rear. So okay. I, I, You're what? So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we really do need a vacation, don't we? Yes. <laughs> hey, we didn't even tell them how we draft here at uh, yeah, Punchboard right. Paradise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so on Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. Uh, so we're going to do a Serpentine draft. Which all that means is we draft last in the first round. You will draft first in the second round. And we already got the order. So, Clef, take it away. Okay. Chad, take it away. Sorry. Chad, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, for my first pick... I think no list of ugly for me. I took still games that I would want to play for my list. No ugly game list is complete without a splatter game. So I'm going to go with there. There are a couple that I considered for this. Uh, some of them are really ugly, but I haven't played them, but I'm going to go with antiquity just because it's pretty ugly. And like all the, the drawings of stuff on there. I mean, honestly, there are some uglier covers uh, of splatter games, but this whole game is pretty brown and beige. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the ugly little chits that you can't hardly tell what those things are. I mean, yes, they're tiny, but still Mm -hmm. it's somebody's scrawled version of things on there. Yeah, it's, it is a great game. I really like that game, but man, it's like, like a few splatters. It's ugly. Can't that, argue with that. That it was going to be my first pick. It is butt ugly. Yeah. Not only is it ugly, I have the second edition, which is the gigantic box. <laughs> yeah. And it, you have to punch out, instead of the little tiddlywinks for the pollution, you have to yeah. punch out all the little skulls. Oh, my God. It, oh. Just punching out that game takes forever. Oh yeah. And then you got a gigantic yeah. box that you got to store. Yeah. And the box is actually fairly ugly as well. Yep. It's, very it's just not, yeah, it's not good looking. No. Yeah. Um, now, if you buy the geek bits... It improves it a little bit. <laughs> it's still the same. It's still the same artwork. I said a little bit. <laughs> it's a little lipstick on the pig. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah a little sure. lipstick. Yeah, there you go. But great, great pick, Chad. Pick, yeah. I totally agree. So, all right, Richie. All right, um, my first pick is going to be one that uh, Clef is always singing the praises of, and I bought the deluxe version of the Prince of Florence. Ah, yes, to improve the look of it not realizing that the cards were not in English. And so then I ended up having to buy a, one of the ugly versions to steal the cards out of so that I could have English cards. Uh, but the game is brown. Uh, it's very ugly. The box cover is very ugly and very boring. Uh, but the Prince of Florence uh, is going to be my first pick for uh, ugly game. Totally agree. Yep. Totally agree. I yeah. thought of this pretty early on when I thought of this topic. Too. Um, the score the score track, track is yeah. just god awful. The like, font on the cards is terrible. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh my god, yeah. They they did a bad job with that. So very good. All right. Um, all right, for so I'm gonna swing here and I'm gonna start off with another um 
extremely wonderful, heavy game. But let's be honest, when it's on the table, if somebody came by and looked at it, they'd be like, oh, my God, what are all those little gray workers doing all over that board? Um, and that's Arkwright. Yep. I mean, this mm-hmm. game is tremendous, but it is not a looker. I mean, there is not a lot going on there. Um, if you get the upgraded bits, it's a little bit better. But honestly, you don't even hardly use those bits. It's not like you keep them. You know, it's not you don't store them hardly except for a little bit on your board. But yeah, so this just this game, not a looker doesn't matter. I mean, it's an amazing game. I don't care, but uh, it would be nice to one day maybe see an upgraded version of, of this would be maybe something. Yeah, a deluxe version of this would be great. The, the gray workers are honestly the best part, so, the best looking part, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a rough. It is definitely rough. So, yeah, so that's going to be my first pick is going to be Arkwright. And I'm taking this as my next pick just because I I'm, I just don't want anybody else to pick it. And uh, we're going to insert right now Ben Maddox. That one with the wooden bowls. <laughs> Mogul. Mogul. <laughs> it is not a good look. Uh, that it's covers, an ugly game. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not good there. Uh, the cards are, yeah, very, I, I don't even know. The, the cards board is ugly. very The board is weird. very ugly yeah. and not done very well. Fantastic bowl, though. Um, the it bowl is a is really amazing. good bowl. It's a really good I bowl. Mean, yes, the bowl you could is put some dip in that. In. Yeah, a little yeah. block in that bowl. Oh, and oh, yeah. It would be good there. But if it is, wasn't for the wooden bowl, the rest of that game is terrible. Uh, so yeah, so I'm going to take as my second pick, you know, like I said, insert good old Ben Maddox right here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's great. That's a good that's pick. Good pick. Uh, my next pick is uh, a, what's your game pick, which they have nothing, but <laughs> you can pick any, you can pick a lot of, <laughs> yeah, them. I sure think Signore fits the bill perfectly Ooh. with, okay. I mean, the theme itself just kind of lends itself to the, the, the board looking kind of bland and ugly. Uh, and then they they love that mustard yellow kind of overtone <laughs> that they put on all their boards, uh, all the same meeples and yeah, every all the same game. meeples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's an ugly game. It's an ugly cover, uh, Signore. But fantastic game. Uh, you get a chance to play it. Not to interrupt, but uh, so what are we? What what are, what are the odds now that we're actually going to get Madeira? I mean, that guy came on and said, yeah, "Listen, he took, you're going to get it." That's what they claim. I mean. I don't, if, if they weren't going to do it, I don't know why they would have somebody come on and say, that. I agree that that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope that they're still trying. It at least seems like they're still trying. Yeah. Cause yeah. Until Cause he put up there, like I'm taking over the communication. Now he hasn't yeah. put up anything else since then, but well, it's only been a couple of weeks, but right. yeah, we'll see. I mean, if we get r- just once a month, just, Hey, we're still here type updates i'd be fine with that i, I would agree but I, yeah um you know because after because they like canceled it or something on kickstarter or something i don't know if there's a certain time after they so often i thought they oh, I I saw they, they had canceled it or something well they probably just i mean why have all those comments that they had just you know the, of everybody but anyways i have hope that's all i'm saying i just don't think smidgen. they would have had that i got come a smidgen of hope we'll see that. so we'll right. see all right back to you chad all right well another game that uh that i think is fun uh, it's kind of a brain burning game, but, uh, it is really ugly. And, uh, that's another, uh, well, uh, another capstone game. That's Lignum. I mean, uh, it was originally published, uh, uh, by maybe Spielworks, I think. Um, yes. Uh, I think and, so. uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And, 
it's a great game, but man, that little it is brown. Yeah, and that little, <laughs> that little stocking gay, a guy with like it looks like his elbows are double jointed or something when he's whacking on that tree on the box. I just it's not it's 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 weird. It's I'll give it good. I'll give it to Capstone. Capstone turned it around. Yeah, Their earlier games were all ugly. Oh well, they just yeah. took the art that was already there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the yeah. thing. So they, they have know. definitely come a long way. Yes, when you don't, sure. when you're just starting out, you don't have the resources. If somebody already made yeah. art, you're like. I don't care if this guy has three elbows. We're just going <laughs> to go with this. So uh, it's a good pick. I had it on my list. I would totally agree. Uh, there is nothing pretty about that game. Yeah. Uh, the wood pieces. I mean, they all, you have to really pay attention. Okay. Which one of these is the, which wood? Cause there are about three different shades of Brown that, you know, you got to pick it out which one. Yep. Right. So good, good pick. Yeah. And you know, uh, the, my next pick is going to be a game we just played pretty recently and it's a good game. But man, you look at some of those cards and that artwork is fakakta. It is just <laughs> messed up. And I mean, like some of the leaders, I think there was, I can't remember. I think it was Einstein, but it looked more like Debbie Harry or something. It's Nations. Nations is the art for that is just, it's gross. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Uh, the, what? <laughs> yes. Look at some of the drawings of that. It's definitely not pretty. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it was pretty, but it's not ugly. Well, it's not. Look it's at, got look, nice look. cardboard chits. It's got if it was cards a, are nice. I mean, the board is very functional. Some of those leaders look like they're all their all of their facial features ended up on one Did side. You, of their you see the Abe Lincoln? <laughs> Abe Lincoln looks like Abraham Lincoln. It looks very good. <laughs> uh, if it was your baby, like the first time you saw your baby, and that yeah. you'd be a little disappointed. Yeah, You're like, well, you. you really have to rely on those. <laughs> that personality <laughs> <laughs> so which nations does well yeah yeah i will say that uh, nations has a lot of personality thank you yeah, i'll give you a, i'll give you a maybe maybe <laughs> maybe uh, back to you richie uh my next pick is going to be one that's had three or four editions and they still haven't gotten it right and that's <laughs> carpe diem it's <gasps> yeah I call it crap ADM. Yeah, it's. Yep. I mean, they at least. I think I would say they have at least figured out the cover. Like yeah, that's acceptable. That, yeah, but everything else, they still just any amount of color in there other than green and brown would be great, yep. and that would you know make that especially that game's not that heavy. Like it no. should be targeted at a little bit lighter mm -hmm. uh, play group, medium to medium light, and it. I think that would be very attractive to that to that uh, crowd if they could just get a decent looking copy of the game out there, uh, but they haven't yet. So Carpe Diem uh, for my third pick. Okay, All good right. pick. Ooh man, I still got some uh, I still got some heavy hitters here that I could pick. Um, and uh, so I'm going to go with a game that, if for nothing else, it gets this gets on this list because of its victory points. And as they call them in this game, they call them happiness points. And don't get me wrong. The rest of the game is not all that attractive either. All right. <laughs> but the happiness, I love points, the happiness points. <laughs> <laughs> that smile with those cheeks. I got those big cheeks on that thing. And I'm just every time. And not to mention the game, you, uh, an average score of the game is about a hundred points. And they have one point chips, five point chips, 10 point, and then 30, and then 100. They've got multiple 100 point chips. You don't get to 100 until the end of the game. I don't know. Just, you know, that whole thing along with it. I just think that that, I wish they would make a new 
version of that, maybe with a different theme and really, you know, upgrade it. And for people to find out what a great game it is. By the way, I did teach uh, Jeff and Corey that game the other night after we played the Great American Mail Race. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they both uh, really liked it. Cool. They both beat me. Hey. I taught well. There you go. There Good teacher. So here we go. Uh, you probably held back a little bit. Maybe a little. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess I've got my last then. Well, I think for my last one, eh, I'm going to go... Hansa Teutonica. Mm, yep. The cover yeah, of Hansa yeah. Teutonica is, I mean, I love it. <laughs> it's ugly. I mean, yeah, it's not good. It's dreadful. The board is not very pleasant to look at, but it's a great game. It is a very, especially if you can get people that are really into, you know, combating for spots, you know, it can be a really good player interactive game. So, um, yeah, for my last pick, I'm, I'm going to go uh, Hansa Teutonica. Good pick. Uh, my last pick, I'm picking a little card game uh, called Wizard. I've gotten to play it once. I've tried to bring it out several times, and it gets turned down every time, and it's just because of the art. It's very ugly. I'll show uh, the fellas here the cards. Mm. Uh, but Wizard, is it's kind of like Skull King. Where, is that Braveheart? Now yeah, it does kind of look like Braveheart, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like Skull King in the sense that it's a trick-taking game. You start with, you know, the first hand, you just get one card, and you go up from there. Uh, but the the card art is terrible. And I honestly, I've pulled it out a couple times, said, hey, let's let's try this. I've only it's only gotten to the table once uh, and they were not they did not look enthused just to play. It. But <laughs> it, it is a solid game, uh, especially if you like like Skull King, uh, Oh, hell, those type of games. So oh, I'd love to try it then. Yeah. OK. All right, Chad, this is it. Last pick. OK, so I really I haven't had many plays of this game, but I really have enjoyed it, and I would love to get it back to the table very soon. But I'm going to go with uh, a game that, you know, I get it across the table. The color scheme has to kind of jump out at you, but it kind of blinds my eyes, and the art just seems like a mix of, like, photographs and clip art, and and that's Pax Porfiriana. That that game kind of looks just janky. It, it looks janky. Um I love the game itself, but uh, but yeah, I I don't care for. It looks like a prototype. Yeah, yeah, yep, for sure. Um, do, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How it just needs the the you know the Pax Premier Second Edition type yeah. treatment, and yeah. I think yeah. it'd be great. Well, yeah, Pax so. Ren was kind of the same way, yeah. and it got its Second Edition. Yep. It looks a lot better. So yeah, yep. yeah, all right, yeah. Uh, did you guys have any uh, have any honorable mentions? Well, I think probably the biggest one we didn't mention, and maybe it's because now it's gotten multiple upgrades, including one that's got these 3D crazy tiles that are coming out is Castles of Burgundy. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot yeah, of people, sure. even as I don't think it looks all that bad. No, I don't considering, think it's Considering, yeah, for what it is. Um, a game that I know Richie and I love a lot. And Chad, I think you like it too. Ulm. Maybe you're the one who doesn't like it. I, I think it's fine. So, you guys I mean, like it more than I do. It's not a great I wouldn't say it doesn't game. seem ugly. like an ugly I, game. I agree. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. it was ugly, but I, it's just not plain, great looking. boring. Yeah, yes. plain yeah. for sure. Yeah. I had Ethnos on there, yep. which I think is getting a, a second edition. Well, and the possibly. thing about Ethnos, I like the card art. Like card that, art's that, fine. Yeah, that, the board uh, is Lord bad. of the Rings, you know, artist. But then the board with all those pastels is just yeah. What the board art, yeah, and then the player color choices were terrible. Crazy. It just doesn't mix well. No, I would choose the. Great Western Trail Second Edition. That thing looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> what about give um, me back my floating heads? <laughs> I had uh, Saint Petersburg 
actually. Yeah, Remember the, the second, actually, the original. Both of them. Both yeah. of them are not great. But yeah, I, oh. I really hate the second edition. <laughs> Some of those people. Yeah. Especially like, since they have real people in there. Like yeah. they have Vassal, they have like Rado right. in there. And then they, it's, an almost it's just a, a weird art style. Insult. You're like, yeah. you like, you look like that guy from the Goonies in the card art. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, oh, uh, speaking of which, when I was doing this research, I think one of the best board game covers I saw that I had never seen before was a game called Plethora. Have you guys heard of this? No. Uh, it's an old, it's an old Shim Phillips design and go back and see if you can find this, but it looks like, it looks like a Renaissance guy, but with syphilis. It's really, <laughs> really nasty. <laughs> Okay then. <laughs> uh, Kalos was also on yep. my short list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Definitely, that thing's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, okay, well, good draft. All right, so Chad came up with Antiquity, Lignum, Nations, and Pax Beforeana. Richie had Princes of Florence, Signore, Carpe Diem, and Wizard, and I had Arkwright, Mogul, Santa Maria, and Hansa Teutonica. All right, those are some good picks. Uh, twelve ugly, Very good. well, eleven ugly, 11 ugly good games. games I mean, nations, you know, not so. Uh, yeah. It's ugly. Uh, we'll <laughs> let the people decide, won't we? We'll let sure. the punch punch decide. There, there you go. go. Yeah, we'll see. I just want to remind everybody that the uh, we've got a little thing coming up in May called uh, Punchboard Paradise Con. Uh, good old PPCon coming for twenty twenty three. Uh, there's still, you know, maybe two or three tickets left. I'm kidding. There's lots of tickets left. It's all good. So, but uh, certainly go in there, get it checked out. If you're interested, uh, we would love to have everybody. We've gotten quite a few people that have signed up uh, that all came last year. So I'm, I'm so excited to get to see some people and get to do it all again. We're going to, we're going to make this, this one big because we've, we've got a little bit more time to plan and we've got yeah. a little bit more experience. So we're, we're yep. going to have some fun this, this coming yeah. here. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. So go check that out. It's at uh, tabletop events. Um, and if you're can't find it or anything, just email me or email us at punchboard paradise or shoot us a, a Twitter tweet thingamajigger or an Instagram post or TikTok video or, uh, sure. Yep. What's, you're supposed to be jumping almost? in there, Chad. To end uh, this. I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> a, a tender request. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, don't send it. Uh, one other thing I wanted to note, too, uh, if you're local and in the area, that this weekend, when this episode drops this next weekend, will be uh, NukeCon in the area. I think it's over in Council Bluffs. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because our good friends from uh, Our Family Plays Games are, are one of the hosts and sponsors. We, unfortunately, can't make it because of our schedules. But uh, if you... Uh, are looking for a con and you're in the uh, Nebraska, Iowa area, you should check it out. The great thing is these, uh, this, this group of people is kind of dedicated to making a very welcome and diverse gaming space. And we are all for that. So that's why I mentioned that. So please uh, check out NukeCon if you're going to be in the area this weekend, but that's it for now. Y'all take care of yourselves, take care of each other. All right, everybody have a good night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at punchboarders. We are on Instagram at punchboardparadise and Facebook at punchboardparadise. All right, fellas, we got a question from Ryan Espen from Tabletop Express. Oh, Ryan, all right.
Uh, so he wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had that on a button. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. <laughs> 